0: Tonight, I want to talk about God's heart for your family. All right, and let's go back a little bit to remind ourselves and at least as well to bring in those who are not with us as to what we are talking about, about the blood covenant. The theme for the whole week is blood covenant. Blood covenant is one of the oldest known covenants in human history. It's known to the entire human family, we've been explaining that research is showing us that most, all nations of the world, all cultures and all ethnicities of the world have a trace of blood covenant practices. A number of things that we do even today in the modern world or the so-called modern world date back to the blood covenant. For instance, the shaking of hands is a blood covenant practice. And when people are going to make a deal, they say they're going to cut a deal. Because when blood covenants were done, uh, one of the rituals that was performed is that people would cut themselves on their wrists, and they would bring their hands together in a clasped way, and that's where we get the handshake. So you see today when people have contracts, they sign contracts and they shake their hands. Or people say, I'm going to go there and cut a deal. And we see these practices everywhere, and we realize that God, in His own wisdom, has planted certain practices within humanity. That He calls on those practices to try and help us understand who He is, and understand the depth of His Word, and understand the extent to which God will go to really save us. And you know, the blood covenant, what I love about it, and I'm being honest with you, we haven't even been able to cover even a a third of what we should cover. But what I love about it is that when you read it, you see so much of a picture of the real blood covenant that was to be cut between God and Jesus Christ. That everything that happened in the Old Testament was simply a picture of things to come. Yesterday we looked at Abram sacrificing his son on Mount Moriah. And how that is such an, an amazing picture of, of, of God himself giving his only son who died on, on the Mount Golgotha and who was roasted, in inverted commas, persecuted, and finally died. And we learned yesterday that, you know, when you made covenant with somebody, uh, you, you were bound. It's a solemn pact. It's an agreement Uh, that cannot be broken. Blood covenants by nature were meant to be permanent. And so one of the practices that was done in blood covenants was that an animal would be split in half and the two pieces of the animal would be laid side by side and the two covenant partners would walk between the two pieces pronouncing blessings and curses. And they were saying symbolically, just like these two pieces are dead, when we lay them here, they will stay here forever. This is how our covenant is. It will stay forever. It is permanent. They were also saying through that, should I break this covenant? May it be done to me what was done to this animal. And so a covenant binds you forever. And you, 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 you pay with your life if you break it. And that's how permanent it is. And so we see how God used that To make a blood covenant with a man by the name of Abram. In that way, tying himself to something that's permanent. But not only that. Whatever, whoever you entered into covenant with, whatever they did for you, you were to reciprocate. So whatever they do, you are also bound to do. So Abram gave his only begotten son. So God was obligated to give his only begotten son. So we learned yesterday that through that covenant with Abraham, God worked himself back into the, the, into, into the lives of humanity to come back into the earth through a legal way so that through the coming of Jesus Christ, he could make a blood covenant with the human race and therefore redeem us. And so today we're going to see other pictures of the blood covenant. And majorly so to note that, by the way, when you entered into covenant, it wasn't just about you. The covenant involved and affected your entire family. Are you there, Bazelon? Are you here, Bazalan? Are you here, Bazelon? So the word covenant, we said it means to cut, is the word berith. And we see it all over the, the Old Testament. And the Greek equivalent of that is the word D-I-A-T-H-E-K-E, which speaks of a mutual pact between two people which binds them together. Now, here we go. God's heart is for your family. All right, And when God cut covenants, families were involved or families got affected. God cut a covenant with Noah in the book of Genesis. And he tells Noah to come into the ark with his entire family. Now, let me give you a background. In these days of Noah, the Bible says, tells us that there was so much evil in the world that God regretted that he had created human beings. Can you imagine? created Tell your neighbor, say, I hope that's not you. I hope that's not you at all. But then God, in Genesis 6, and I want us to look at that from verse 18, he decides then to look for this man by the name of Noah to cut a covenant with him. He says, but I will establish my covenant with you. Now, unfortunately, it says, I will establish my covenant with you. Rightfully, it reads in the Hebrew, I will cut my covenant with you. How about you, only yeah. thing? All right. He says, I will cut my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark. Watch this now. You, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. Are you there, yeah. So when God cuts a covenant... Or when God brings you into covenant, it is not just for you, but it is for you and your family. So when God touches one family member, God wants to use that family member as a door to come into the whole family. Can I hear an amen? Let's continue reading until verse 22. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark. Keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female of the birds after their kind, of the animals after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind, two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. And you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. Verse 22, our last verse. Then it says, Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Now, When we read uh, further, we note that the ark is actually a picture of Jesus Christ. Jesus becomes our ark. Because the first time we see this word used, covenant here, is in Genesis 6, where the actual word is used. Now watch this. There is a principle in the Bible called the law of first mention. All right? Tell it to your neighbor so that they might really think you're educated. Just tell them the law of first mention. Just look at them and say, it's called the law of first mention. Just look at them and say, it's the law of first mention. let say what it means. Just look at them and say, it's the law of first mention. Now, the law of first mention dictates that when a word is used or when an incident is mentioned for the first time, or when words are used for the first time, whatever definition applies to that word is the same definition that will apply even in future when the same word is used. So when we first see the word covenant here, all right, the word is used not only in the sense of God counting, but also in the sense of God saving. So covenant by nature has to do with God's act to save people. And the, and, the, and the actual action in this instance is that Noah and his family are saved from the flood that's coming by going into the ark. So, God is already setting a precedence here that it is through covenant that he will bring salvation to people. Yes. Are you there, Vassalama, right? So, he's also setting a pattern. Remember, I've talked about it. God is a God of pattern. So he sets a pattern that's going to apply even for future. So we see here, Noah comes into the ark, but not just him, but it's him and his family. Yes. Are you there,
1: Vazalona, right? Yes.
0: Are you there, Vazalona? Yes. And so from now henceforth, when we read other scriptures, it's quite interesting to see how God is doing this. Now, listen to what God says to Noah. God says to Noah, come into the ark. Somebody say, come into the ark. <laughs> say it again. This is in Genesis 7, 1. It says, and the Lord said to Noah, come into the ark, you and all your... How about you? Can you Friday. I hope I learned something. It's our scale focus. Hey, let's read. It says, it says, and the Lord said to Noah, what did he say? Come into the ark, you and your... Note, it says, because I have done what? seeing that you are righteous before me in this generation now that expression come to the ark god doesn't say go to the ark he says come to the ark now listen to this this is important what that means is that come to the ark now i'm already there in the ark (laughs) ah you're not hearing god is actually saying bona no one eh? i'm already in the ark the ark is safe because I've already been inside of it. And when the ark is safe, and when it's safe for you to leave the ark, God says to Noah, go forth from the ark. This is what he's saying. He's saying, come to the ark. I'm there before you come. And when you go, I'm already behind you. God is saying, no, He's already setting a precedence of being the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. Hallelujah. That's what God does. And God, not only is he there for Noah, he is there for Noah and his family. Wow. Because God is a covenant making and a covenant keeping God who does so with the whole family. And so therefore, you can believe God today for your family. You can believe God to touch your wife, to touch your husband, to touch your children, to touch your parents, to touch your whole family. You can believe God for your teenage son, your teenage daughter, your father who has left you many years ago. You can believe God today because God wants to say to you, come safely into the ark. Can I hear an amen? Here we go. When God reaches, therefore, to one person in a family. His mission is to reach the entire family. Why? Because God is family oriented. In fact, when Paul prays the prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, he says, I'm praying to God the Father. Then he says, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. Paul is saying in essence, God is the originator of family. So the pattern, therefore, is established from Genesis that when God reaches one person, it includes the whole family. Note, with Noah, it was Noah and his family. And in Genesis 1870, God deals with Abram and he cuts a covenant with Abram and he says it will be to you and to your seed. When God saved Lot, he saved Lot and his family. And later on, Paul and Silas, when they were ministering to the Philippian jailer, when he came to them wanting to be saved, it says there in Acts 16, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying, singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to him. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. Watch verse 27. And the keeper of the prison, waking up from his sleep, seeing the prison doors open assuming that the prisoners had fled drew out his sword about to kill himself but Paul called with a loud voice saying do yourself no harm for we are all here then he called for a light ran in fell down trembling before Paul and Silas and he brought, and he brought them out and said sirs what must I do what must I do To be saved. So they said to him, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You and your household. In other words, come into the ark. You and your household. Now note, note, note. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of night, washed their stripes, immediately he and all his family were baptized. It wasn't just him. Him and his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them, and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. I want to declare tonight, the presence of God is coming upon your household. I said the presence of God is coming upon your household. Yesterday, we were reading about, I mean, the day day before yesterday, we were talking about the threshold covenant or what we call the Passover. But it was called the threshing over threshold covenant or the crossover covenant or the leaping over covenant. Note in Exodus chapter 12, verse 3 and verse 4, God said that the blood will provide protection for the family. Note. He says in verse 3 there, he says, speak to the congregation of Israel, saying, on the 10th of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamp, according to the house of his father. A lamp for a household. See, God is always thinking about your household. Are you there, Bazalan? God is always thinking about your household. Verse 4, verse 4. Then it says, and if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons, according to each man's needs, you shall make your count for the lamb. Can I hear an amen? amen. Not verse 14, verse 13 rather, verse 13. Then it says, now the blood shall be assigned for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the lamb. Now note, without the shedding of blood, we already know there's no forgiveness of sin. What makes the cross powerful is because of the shed blood of Jesus. Because we see here in the Passover celebration that the blood of the lambs provided protection. That is why God says to the household, if there's blood on your doorposts, I will not allow the plague to come into your house. Now note, Baselian, there are two things that are important that we must understand about the blood. Or in this instance, the blood of Jesus Christ. Number one, it is the blood of Jesus Christ that Christ out forgiveness for us and our families. Amen. All right. So it is through that blood that forgiveness can be found. The Bible tells us that if the blood of bulls and goats was able to do what it did, can we imagine what the blood of Jesus can do for us? In fact, Hebrews 12 10, 24 tells us that the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of Abel. In other words, the blood of Abel, when it was spilled out, it was crying out for vengeance. But the blood of Jesus cries out for forgiveness And with forgiveness, there is also protection. Can I hear an amen? Amen. So number one, the blood brings forgiveness. Number two, the blood brings protection. Therefore, you can always ensure that you plead the blood of Jesus Christ over your family. And you can tell your family about the saving grace of God. Because the blood of Jesus is able to save your family. Now, let me take you to the book of Joshua and tell you a very interesting story about a woman by the name of Rahab. Or Rahaba. I'll call her Rahab for our purpose. Rahab was not a Hebrew. But she was in the place called Jericho. This woman, we are told... and. That's what the Bible says, I'm sorry, no? She was a sex worker. All right. Lived in Jericho, which was a gentle place. It so happened, as Joshua was leading his troops, he would send out the spies into the land that he wanted to conquer to go and spy out the land. So one day, two spies came into Jericho, To spy the land as they were spying out the land then it was discovered that the soldiers they found out that there's some spies are around so these men happened to run into rahab's house her house was on the border that formed the city wall and so what rahab did was to take these two spies and hide them in the roof of a house among the stalk of flags. And then she sent to the king's messengers who had come there, she gave them a false trail, lied in a way. But then she let the spies down outside the wall by a rope through the window of her house. But before they left, they told her, We're going to come back here to destroy this city. And we want to make sure you are not caught in all this because you were good to us. And so Rahab decided, what I'm going to do, I'm going to tie a scarlet cord, a scarlet rope, a red rope, I'm going to tie it, to the window of my house as a sign of being a friend of God's people. So when I hear you coming and I know the fate of Jericho is coming, I'm going to make sure I tie that. And then she says to them in Joshua 2.13, Spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have And deliver our lives from death. And so the day came when the soldiers came to conquer Jericho. And as they came, they saw the scarlet thread, the scarlet cord on the window of her house. And the Bible tells us, she with her father, her mother, her brothers, And all the household were spared. See, God, when he touches one person, he's thinking about the whole family. Oh, come on, give the Lord a hand tonight. God's heart is for your family. And that's why we brought you as families tonight. Because I want to take time tonight to pray with you. So we've already seen in Acts chapter 16 verse 31 the Philippian jailer. We've already seen during the Passover how God thought about the lamb. We've already seen how the spies came to Rahab's house. It's unbelievable they came there. Note what verse 14 says. The men answered Rahab and and they answered her and said, Our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business of ours, in other words, when they were still at of house, they say, if you don't spy on us, our lives were yours. Now, note what they say. And it shall be, when the Lord has given us the land, note Bazalana, we shall deal kindly and truly with you. Now, the word kindly is the word H-E-S-E-D. Write it down. We will deal kindly with you. And the word truly is the word E-M-E-T. This is what they're saying. They're saying, we're going to deal with you. The word H-E-S-E-D means kindly or it means grace. And the word E-M-E-T means truly or with truth. This is what they're saying. They're saying, we're going to deal with you in grace and truth. Now, Just in that is a picture of Jesus. <laughs> Look at John 1, 17. It says, For the law was given through Moses. Uh. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ becomes our scarlet thread, our scarlet cord that brings grace and truth not only to our lives but to our homes. You know when you read the Bible, get Jesus' car from cover to cover they said we will deal with through through grace and truth so the men are saying to her in essence we will keep the oath for as long as you tie the scarlet cord this line of the scarlet cord that word line in hebrew is the word T-I-Q-V-A-H, V-A-H. It has two meanings. It means rope, but it also, it means hope. They're saying to this woman, this colored cord, this colored rope, is a rope of hope. In other words, this rope, note, it's not white, it's not green, It's red, which is scarlet. In other words, it is the scarlet red representing the blood of Jesus. And it is the blood of Jesus that is the rope of hope in our lives. And if this rope of hope could have saved Rahab and her whole family, can you imagine what the rope of hope of Jesus Christ can do for our family? So we need therefore to learn as Rahab placed the scarlet rope on her home, we should also place the scarlet rope of Christ on our families. Speak the blood of Jesus over your family. Let the blood of Jesus be upon the family. And watch this. When Joshua shouted and the walls of Jericho fell, in Joshua... 6 verse 17 and 18 the Bible says only Rahab and all her house were spared in other words it is the power of that blood that covered the family now note I want to declare to you today that your family also is protected because of the blood of Christ listen what David says in Psalms 91 about you and your family It gives us a picture of how much God is going to protect our lives. It says, a thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand may fall at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. If you believe that, I think you must say something to that. He says, only with your eyes shall you look, and you will see the reward of the wicked. Why? Because you have made the Lord your God, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any place come come near your dwelling. Why? For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Can I hear an amen here tonight? The scarlet cord of Jesus keeps your home. And your family safe. Note, Bazalan. God wants your family and even your children to be safe. See, Satan wants to corrupt your children. It's amazing that when the children of Israel were leaving Egypt, when they were delivered from Egypt, Pharaoh tried to negotiate with Moses to get him to compromise. There were four compromises that Pharaoh spoke to Moses about. I'll only talk about the one. When you read in Exodus 10, verse 9 to 11, it says, And Moses said, We will go forth with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and our heads. We will go, for we must hold a feast for the Lord. And Pharaoh said to them, The Lord had better be with you when I let you and your little ones go beware for evil is ahead of you. Not so. Go now. You who are men, serve the Lord and that is what you desired. And they were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. In short, Pharaoh only wanted to let the men go. But he wanted to keep the children in Egypt. Our children are precious. Our children matter to God our children are at the heart of this. And for that reason, we need to understand that that scarlet cord, that scarlet rope is for the whole family. Just like Noah didn't go into the ark by himself. Just like Lot didn't leave his family behind when he left Sodom and Gomorrah. In the same way, we're not going to leave our families behind, especially our children. And this is why there's such a war on our children. Such a fight for the souls of our children. That's why Satan is trying to lure them. Trying to bring them into all kinds of things. But today, we're going to learn to plead the blood of Jesus on our families. And plead the blood of Jesus on our children. Can I hear an amen? amen? In fact, if you didn't know, God is making a promise. That he will fight for your children and he will save your children. Look at Isaiah chapter 49 verse 24 and 25. Isaiah 49 verse 24 and 45. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the captives of the righteous be delivered? But thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible be delivered. For I will contend with him who contends with you, and I will save your children. God's grace reaches out, not just to us, to our whole family, and even especially to our children. Why is it so? It's important for us to understand That God is there to protect us. No wonder when the Bible admonishes us, it tells us to train up our children in the way they should go. It says when they're old, they will not depart from it. The expression in the way they should go in Hebrew is the word P-E-H. It means mouth. The mouth speaks of taste. Mamelan too. Train up your children in the way they should go. In other words, give your children a taste of the things of God. (laughs) Give them a taste of the anointing. Give them a taste of the power of God. Give them a taste of the things of God. One of the things I tell people is that, you know, one of the things I know now in hindsight that helped one in their lives is that when I was young, I really got a taste of the raw power of God. Yeah. I was actually saying to our leaders, for the young people, the reason we're the really service this way, is that the people who want to corrupt our children, they give it to them raw as it is. Yeah. Come on now, Vazalama. Yeah. There's no PG-13 with pornography. There's no PG-13 with drugs. They throw it at our children. Some of them as young as eight, they get them hooked on drugs. And so we shouldn't shy away from throwing our children into the fullness of the raw power of God. Let our children be filled with the Spirit. Let our children speak in other tongues. Let our children move in the anointing. Let our children walk in the gifts of the Spirit. Let our children praise God forever. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. And we want our children to be fully immersed. And I realized because I got so fully immersed as a teenager, I didn't have time or interest for other things. Because once you get hooked on the Most High, there's no other High that's higher than the Most High. God is interested in our homes. God is interested in our families. God is interested in our children. God is interested in our husband and our wife. God is interested in the whole family. And so, He says, Speak to them. Speak to them. Train them up. Create a taste. Give them a taste of spiritual things. Give them a taste of the anointing of God. Give them a taste of the power of the Holy Spirit. Give them a taste of the sweet presence of worship and the word of God. That's why one of the things I always contend when I talk to people that lead with us, I said we have to make sure that this church, the way we do church, is in a way that it's attractive to young people.
1: Yeah. Our young people, I thought you will be glad.
0: We cannot do church in a way that is not appealing. I'm not talking about washing down anything. But I'm saying there are many ways, Bazalana Church can be done. Why? Because our passion should be for our children. When you give them a taste of Jesus, they will look back and remember that taste even when they stray away. Sometimes, even if they strayed away and never came back, sometimes on their deathbed, at least they will remember. At least they will remember. Like the man on the cross, he will remember. On the last day, few minutes before, he asked Jesus, he asked Jesus, Lord, accept me. I want to be with you. Jesus said, you're going to be with me in paradise. Now let's conclude. The reason God saves you and your family, rather the reason God saves you and all your family is to bless you. Now know this, this is interesting. God didn't just save Rahab and her family. But this sex worker of Jericho became the great great-grandmother of King David. (laughs) And King David is the lineage, the ancestry
1: through which Jesus came.
0: She married Salmon, the son of the leader of Judah. Judah was the tribe that was always the first one in. It was the tribe that led the rest. Their son was Bowers. Bowers married Ruth. And they had Obed. Who had Jesse. Who had David. And Jesus came right at the end. Not Baselon when God reaches to you, it is not just for that time. Remember, when blunt covenants were cut, among the things that were done was to plant a memorial tree. There's a specific kind of tree that was planted. And the interesting thing with that tree is that you who planted it would never live to eat the fruit of that tree. It was such that that tree could only benefit your children, but even more so, your great grandchildren. Even your great-grandchildren. So, by making covenant, we are making a statement that this covenant is going to go beyond my lifetime. This covenant, not only do I benefit from it, but even those who follow. Watch this. So, when God saves you in your family, Maybe you are the only one right now who's coming to church. Maybe you are the only one who's praying. The only one who's reading the Bible. The only one who's trying to order their lives right. But remember, when God gets one of you, one in the family, a door is already open. Your responsibility is to do what you must do be faithful, be honorable. Be committed. Keep the covenant. Do what God has said. Even if you may not see any fruit. Remember, the covenant tree is there. It's permanent. Because of you, God has already gotten into your home. You may not see it in your lifetime, but there are those who follow that God's going to get through you because of what you've done. Why? Because God, when he gets one member of the family he already is working himself into the rest of the family. (laughs) And so this is what we're going to do tonight. This is what we're going to do tonight. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And if at all possible, I'm going to ask you to sit as families. If not, you can just gather with a group of people there and be their family. Just for tonight. (laughs) And I know some of you, maybe your family members are not here It's okay. God already has a door into your home. And I want to pray a special prayer. Even those of you who are watching, from wherever in the world you are, even if you are alone, you are representing the family. I want to pray a special prayer today. Because when God makes covenant, he's always thinking about the whole family. Can we stand together, please, as we pray tonight? Amen. Now, tonight, I'm going to ask you to remember this night. It's a simple prayer I'm going to pray. But it's a prayer that's going to go across generations. It's a simple prayer we're going to pray. But it's a prayer that's going to start reforming, renewing, changing Moving things around. Because God cares for your family. I said God cares for your family. Close your eyes as I pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. I thank you for every family represented here. I pray for every family, be it a loved one who has gone astray, be it a child, a parent. Some families may be going through a difficult time right now. There could be strife, friction, all kinds of chaos. But tonight, we invoke the blood of Jesus as the scarlet rope and we tie it on the windows of our houses. I pray for those who may not have heard the name of Jesus proclaimed yet. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Because that person is being represented today. I pray that the blood of Jesus be applied on every family. Let the blood of Jesus be sprinkled upon every family. If you could call your family name now. Svanesahau, your surname. Just call it out before the Lord. My family, Father. The son of family. Let the blood of Jesus be sprinkled upon every family. Upon every person under the sound of my voice upon every loved one upon every husband, every wife every child, upon every parent I plead the blood of Jesus upon every one of them I pray that you will cover them not only today, not only this week but cover them throughout their lives I pray that the precious blood of Jesus will keep them safe from harm, safe from danger safe from attack I pray in the name of Jesus that no evil will befall them I pray in the name of Jesus that no plague will come next to them. I pray in the name of Jesus that no destroyer will come into their home. I pray in the name of Jesus that their homes will be filled with the power of God. Father, we even go to the threshold of these homes. We even go to the threshold of this home. If there was anything that was put in that threshold that doesn't glorify you, we nullify its power right now. We destroy its power right now. In the name of Jesus, we say, let the blood of Jesus be on the threshold of this home. We commit every home to be yours. We pray, Father God, that you grant every home your wisdom to know how to lead, to know how to live, to know how to move on. We also pray and invoke the peace of God that passes all understanding. We say, Father, be merciful to your children. Make your face shine upon every family. We pray that every family member will come to know Christ as Savior and Lord of their lives. We pray that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened. We pray that the spirit of wisdom and knowledge will rest upon them. We pray, Father God, that salvation will be a reality. We pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will hover upon every home, every family. That the power of the Holy Spirit will sit upon every home and every family. We pray that the healing power of God will be at work in the family. That every healing power will be in this family. We break every sickness. We break every disease. We destroy the works of the devil. We cast out the power of the enemy. We break every force of the devil. We break every damage, every bondage. We break every everything that comes from the evil one. Father, any stronghold, we break it right now in the name of Jesus. Strongholds of the mind, strongholds in the spirit, strongholds in the body, strongholds of thought patterns. We break you right now in the name of Jesus. We break every power of darkness, every form of witchcraft, every power of evil that has been sent to these people in the name of the Lord Jesus. We rebuke the power of the enemy and we speak the name, the name above every name, the name of the Lord Jesus. We declare that Jesus is our ark. We declare that Jesus is our Lord as we speak the power of God. We speak the power of the Holy Spirit upon these homes, that it will be homes that serve you. It will be homes that walk under your power. It will be homes that are filled with the Spirit of God, just like it was when your Holy Spirit came into that house called the upper room. When your Holy Spirit filled that home, fill these homes with your Spirit. Fill these homes with the peace of God. Fill these homes with the joy of God. Fill these homes with that which comes from God. And let the blessing of God rest upon these homes in the name of jesus and father we declare the priestly blessing may the lord make his face shine towards you may the lord show you favor and give you peace may the grace of the lord rest upon your families grace mercy and peace be yours in the name of the lord jesus christ May every vision that God has for your family be fulfilled. And whatever your family has been called for, may it be done so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, we want to thank you today for the transformation and the change of our homes and our families. Begin to pray for one another right now in the name of the Lord Jesus.
1: Pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Pray in the name of Jesus.
0: Even if you don't know how to pray, whatever words you want to say to God, just say
1: them to God. Say them to God. Pray, pray, pray in the name of Jesus. Pray in the name of Jesus.
0: Oh God, as the incense of prayer is going up before your throne, fill these families with the presence of the Lord. Do in these families what never happened before. Deliver some of these families from the spirit of poverty, the spirit of destruction, the spirit of fighting, the spirit of that may try to bind them oh god any spirit of gluttony any spirit of excess any form of spirit fill them to
1: overflowing with your power Rendere the backrest of the babo. Repele the barian to the beset of the baboba. Rekete rabaraba. Rekete rabaraba. Pray right where you are in the name of Jesus. Oh, rebe rebe sokoro, rebe Rebele bere sakkoroda bara bara Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus. Sera bara 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 sakkoroda bere 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 sachelama. Sele bara bokoro barabos. Oh, let the glory of the Lord fill these homes. Let the glory of the Lord fill the families. Rende rebesele baraba kura barabanobrasebre pedebere de bras. Kara baraba raba rabba kura bere bra sa koro deva rabbada rasata. Barebede bre tele satelab raba dabrasatoba rabedebest. Separaman no reko taraya tala kuramaraba revasya Father, you are thinking about these homes. You are thinking about these families. Oh, Jesus. Oh Rebbe, Thank you, Jesus. Keep on praying. The presence of the Lord is filling the house. Fill the house. Fill the house. Fill the house. Fill the house. Thank you, Lord.